Welcome to Hope and Encouragement, a podcast dedicated to sharing gospel-centered devotional thoughts from the faculty of Heritage College and Seminary. Tune in to learn from Scripture and draw close to God together during this unique time. In times like these, we need to hear the voice of the Holy Scriptures. I'd like to take us to a psalm that Derek Kidner called the most sadly beautiful psalm in the Psalter. Psalms 42 and 43. These two psalms, bound together by a common refrain, gives all the worshipers of God the voices of both confrontation and confidence when things are truly desperately wrong, even as we're experiencing right now. So I'm going to simply read the psalm and make a few comments as I go along. For the director of music, intended for God's people to sing publicly, called the Mosh Keel, not sure about that word. And it's of the sons of Korah, a Levitical family that had a prominent place in the worship life of the uh, tabernacle and temple. The psalmist begins with a lament. As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, the living God. When can I go and meet with God? And we have a picture of of a beautiful deer near death. And it's confrontational. It's, It's harsh. My tears have been my food day and night. While men, women, his enemies say to him all day long, Ha ha, where is your God? And I would suggest that there are some folks asking today of us in the church, where's your God in all this? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng and somehow that has been lost to the author of the psalm. But then, After that opening lament, we get this refrain, a refrain of confidence. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. But that statement of confidence isn't the final word. Immediately, he goes back into lament. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I will remember you from from the land of the Jordan, from the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Not quite sure where some of those places are, and it could be that it should be read far from those places, and so he's in some kind of exile or some kind, certainly he's in a broken place. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me, and if He is up in the north at the beginnings of the Jordan at the foot of Mount Hermon. It is characterized by cataracts and waterfalls and turbulence. But it's interesting. The first lament has four verses. This lament has five. And we're going to see that the third lament in, in Psalm 43 has four verses. And so there's an odd number here. And the odd number is able to have a pinnacle, and that's verse 8. And notice at the very apex of the psalm, at the fulcrum of the psalm, at the turning point of 
So I'm at the pivot point of the psalm. We hear, hear these words. By day, the Lord, Yahweh, directs his chesed. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. But then, he goes crashing back into lament. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer, suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Twice in this psalm, we get that question from the cynics. But then into the refrain, confidence. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. I find it absolutely fascinating to see this whole notion of confidence and confrontation brought into interface time and time again. And our faith is conflicted. Eugene Peterson talks about us tumbling down a hill like Jack and Jill and competing supremacies. Lament and praise and lament and praise and confrontation and confidence. And certainly we're into that domain in these days. But the psalm goes on. Now it turns into a bit more of a prayer. Vindicate me, O God. Plead my cause against an ungodly nation, whether that's the nation of Israel or a pagan nation. We don't know. Rescue me from deceitful and wicked men. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? And let's get the passion of what that question is. Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? But then send forth your light and your truth. Send forth your light so that I can see clearly and your truth so that I can act properly. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell and I will go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and my delight. And I will praise you with the harp, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? And even as he has come to the place where he can meet God, something like Asaph did in Psalm 73, he continues to ask the question and the refrain repeats itself for its third time. But then finally we hear, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So what do we, what do we take away from here? And first question I have is, what do we learn about God? We have 22 references to God in the psalm. The word Yahweh, the name of God, only occurs once. And it's right at that pivot verse in verse 8. So the pinnacle of the psalm wraps around the covenantal name of God revealed to Moses at the burning bush. Yet at the same time, God seems absent right to the end. But let's, let's, let's not miss the good news. The gospel that's found here, God is there. We see phrases like living God, face of God, your God, my God, my living God, my rock, God in whom I take refuge, God my exceeding joy, God my delight, my Savior and my God. 
So we're called to think in new ways. John Goldengate quotes a scholar by the name of Conrad Schaefer, who said, God is omnipresent in a poem that complains of his absence. Schaefer also says, ironically, the pain of separation is a way of feeling his presence. Yes, a sadly beautiful psalm, but holy scripture. Both confidence and confrontation find their voices here. And in the times we are in right now, these are the voices of worship provided for us by the sons of Korah that we bring to the altar of God, our joy, our delight, our Savior. Thank you for listening to Hope and Encouragement. To learn more about Heritage College and Seminary, visit discoverheritage.ca.